0: Coca, sunara y sunara yente. Coca, sunara sunarayanti sunara yente. Coca, sunara y sunarayanti Coca, sunara y Coca, sunara y Coca, sunara y
1: Hello, hi, welcome to this episode of the Mango TV podcast. Today we have Mattia Milani. I will read you the biography as usual. This is a bit longer than usual, but I think it's worth it. Mattia Milani is one of the founder of the Ibiza community, Tierra Iris. Tierra Iris is built of two main ideas. Gathering conscious, creative, and loving people in one place, and together, birthing and maintaining a regenerative land as a team. But more than anything, It is a way of living, a way of understanding through experimenting that the future of harmony, sustainability and abundance exists so close to us. Tierra Iris began as an idea of experimenting through regenerative farming, but it has organically grown into so much more than that. It's become a community. We're beginning to deeply understand that it's the people who give the place its name. It's the people who make it such a nourishing place of growth. With the principle of giving and receiving without doubt, in alignment with nature and each other, we have all grown our internal and external riches. It's as if the vision is coming alive by itself, seeding, sprouting, sapling, pollinating through blooms of wisdom and through magic, expanding through time and space. You could call Tierra Iris a movement of people who aims to regenerate places, infusing their hearts, talent and soul into physical space. It's beautiful to witness when someone new comes. They change and enrich the entire farm with their unique energy. When they leave, you still feel their loving presence everywhere, and the farm has magically changed again. Soon, in the near future, we will be navigating towards new waters and spaces, reviving and enriching lands through the Tierra Iris principle. Welcome, Mattia. Thank you. So... um. Let me allow me a couple of minutes of, of you know why you're here. So, Mango TV is you know pr- mostly a production company, and we are known for a number of uh, documentary we made on psychedelic science, on psychedelic medicine, and then from there we evolved into um, uh, this exploration of regeneration. What does it mean to regenerate ourselves? What's the difference between transformation, evolution? And of course, the topic of building community, living in community, living in a more harmonious way is critical to not just to Mango TV interest, but to the fate of this planet. So we are very interested to hear from you how building the community Tierra Iris in Ibiza is going. Also, Mango TV is developing a TV show called Post-Capitalistic Societies where we have the same host living one month in Finghorn, Damanhorn, Tamera, Pachamama, Oroville, and more. We did already Tamera, was very interesting. Hopefully we're gonna have an opportunity to talk about it. But let's jump in with you and um, a little bit your personal story. What's your journey? What's, what was the cathartic um, event that make you decide to, to live in community? Tell us a little bit your story.
0: Ah, thank you, Giancarlo. Um, the story. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I was born in Italy in a little town called Sanremo.
1: Oh, nice. Like my mother. Actually, I think we discussed it already.
0: <laughs> very
1: close to the south
0: of France with a very liberal mother, I would say. Uh, she got me when she was 18. She was born in Finland, and we grew up, basically, me and her together. And I never had this sense of family, right? Because it was just me and her. And so I grew up as a kid, like, looking at other kids' life and looking at their family and, and taking example of them. And this is how I developed myself as a kid. Uh, always tried to copy and paste a situation where love was always present which was lacking into my family system at the time. And then I went to the high school in San Remo, and then my mother, actually, when I was 17, she moved to Ibiza, and she moved with my little brother that at the time was four years old, and then she gave birth in Ibiza of my little sister, Eva. And so we always kept this very beautiful connection with the island. Uh, Apparently, when I was one year old, I started to walk for the first time in this land. (laughs) (laughs) And and then 18 years old, I moved to Milan, I studied economy and management for the hospitality sector. And funny enough, my thesis was based on a branding of an agricultural uh, project uh which was related then to hospitality. And so I was not even knowing why at the time I was dedicated and focused my thesis on this on this project, but then it ended up that I I'm currently doing this. And and then from Milan I started to travel the world. I moved to Argentina. I work with um, with a big Company that were was doing agriculture and in in the south of Argentina and then uh, So I spent three years there and then I moved to Monaco and I started start to work for the Italian embassy in Monaco mm-hmm. And then I move in between London and Moscow working for a real estate um, company and When I was living in Moscow uh, at the time I um, my project was mostly rented to helping and facilitating people to buy property abroad. It was like, but then the rubble collapsed and then I had to move back to London and I had no idea how I was able to self-sustain myself in a city as London. And so um, ideally I started this business in hospitality where I was um, renting property and subletting them for corporate rentals. And it has been very successful. We had around 120 properties in between London, New York, and Lisbon, yeah. and, and so I started to really deal with, with hospitality, right? I was like um, taking care of, of, the, of the holidays and of many, many people all over the world. And then uh, coronavirus happened and and then my whole business structure collapsed because the cash flow was not um, enabling for me to survive.
1: Because people were not going on holiday anymore. So that's,
0: that's what happened. But that's more or less what happened until uh, I've landed in Ibiza. So this year of, of the coronavirus were very fundamental in my, in my personal journey. I, I've decided to dedicate uh, my time and my life to my passion, which was, was about permaculture, and so I started to study permaculture in in Mexico, and then from the permaculture the evolution was uh, randomly I I access to this course of one month in one of the oldest eco community. Uh, Where in the Postlan, Mexico, uh-huh. which is called We Coyote which with Findorm and Damanur and and many others are the one that are hosting this course, which is called EdeCourse Course mm. from the Gaia University, which basically are teaching you how to build eco community. And then, uh, and after I studied there, I started to understand about. Uh, I had this cathartic moment there when I understood that there was these things called collective intelligence. Mm. And the collective intelligence was way more powerful than individual intelligence.
1: but h- h- how did you get this
0: awareness? Uh, it was through a simple activation where we were asked to present our project uh, to a group of people in the in the course. And these people they were able to, Access to the information of the project, and then implemented implementing it with their ideas, and see what was happening at the end of the of this activation, and and you start to and the project at the time was was a land in Bacalar in Mexico, which I would love to regenerate, and I started to understood at the time that there were so many people that they were coming to me and asking me like, so when we're starting, you know, and it's like, uh, like, I can't because I don't have the financial budget now to start it was like, what well, we don't need money. We can just, we just need to go and volunteering our time and making sure that your project could be, could be alive. And I was like, oh, these people are really existing <laughs> and, and at the time it was fascinating to see that there are so many people around the world that they're really. They they're really coming from a place of love and and truth where they really want to be aligned and living in a vision of 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 living in harmony you know and for them there is no condition or precondition of like how we should work in order to get something back um, and so I was like ah oh, wow there are these, these humans around the world. So I, I really want to connect with them and really want to work with them because this is how it feels. This feels right to me. And I also understood with this collective intelligence that there are many people that are sharing the same vision in life. And if you're able to connect them through, through a meeting, then whatever is coming out through this meeting, it's super powerful because everyone really is, is really bringing their soul into the circle and there is this intelligence that is it's the intelligence of the universe of the world where everyone is participating in, in 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 a little thing or a big things but in the end the final result is perfect and while this final result if starting only from an individual is it's not perfect at all if we can call it perfect
1: but so this individual they had in common this um integrity about their desire to live in harmony with themselves, with others, and nature. But what does it mean? It means that, as, as you probably said in your introduction,
0: while you're having a very profound experience or deep connection with nature, that could come from psychedelic or just for the fact that you have been always living in connection with nature, you understand that uh, living in a society or in a system that it doesn't represent you anymore, Um, um, it's not easy. And so certain people, they decided that they want to live differently. And these people are the ones that they want to reconnect and having this uh, harmony with nature. And so I feel that that's their vision, right? Um, So I feel that it's just kind of separating themselves from uh, a much more a uh, common vision of how we should live, and these people, they just try to figure out another way.
1: Yeah, which is maybe not so individualistic, exactly. but more based on the rhythm of nature, and you know, they talk about biomim- biomimicry, mm-hmm. so following nature operating principle, which is a flow, a constant change, there's no linear solution, and... Um, but so that was your beginning of your awakening, so you, that you were in Mexico? <laughs> Uh, the beginning of awakening definitely happens through uh, psychedelic
0: oh, like journeys. Uh, like Before <laughs> Before that, yeah, I was I think was it Burning Man, and uh, it was my birthday in my life. W- w- which which year were you? Which year was that? How long were you in that birthday? I think I was maybe six years ago. Five, yeah. Six years ago, and funny enough, I I, I grew up in a family where. Um, I had, the, they had a lot of problem with drugs and alcohol and so on, like very heavily. And so, I always... Shy away. Find myself in a, um, in a position where I knew what was coming after this, this, kind of, this kind of situation. So I was like always, I never tried drugs, I never tried cigarettes, I never really drink alcohol. And then I was in my birthday, Burning Man, and I was like, ah, someone offered me this this chocolate mushroom. I tried, and there was things that start, dots start to connect very easily. And and then from there, it was like, it definitely starts this very light spiritual awakening. And then I've been testing my multi-discipline around spirituality, and then I think... The beginning of the journey starts when you start to build your own place, right? Yes. And how you want to have it in harmony within yourself. And so, that was the the effort. beginning.
1: And when which year? That was six years ago. And which year was Mexico the permaculture course? Twenty twenty. Okay, two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. And so you decided. That you felt the resonance with this other individual. You felt the power of this common goal of living in harmony with nature. And 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 what brought you to Ibiza then?
0: Um, Ibiza was never into the
1: the scenario. It was
0: always like very far away. I was at the time and before during COVID actually it was like thinking to move into Portugal because I, I bought some land in Portugal and I was like ah I'm moving to Portugal and I'm just gonna start my new project which was not related to I mean, eco-community, okay. you know, it was related to eventually permaculture but not to eco-community, and, and then I received a call from one of the partners about this land within, in, in Portugal, and it um, was March of last year. So 2021, and they told me I, I I rent out this this beautiful land in in Ibiza, and I wanted to go and live there with my family. But then all of a sudden, I've been renting out another another property, which is a little bit more luxurious, right? And and this guy out of out of nowhere asked me, why don't you start to apply all the principles that you learn into this into this land in Ibiza, and then and then. Uh, if it works, then whatever is going to happen next in Portugal, we could, we can replicate it. So just take this as an example in Ibiza and we see an, it as an experiment. and see how it goes, uh, nothing to lose. Let's try So the island was calling me back. I had no picture, no video, nothing to understand how the, the, the land was at the time. Um, but I remember very clearly that, um, in one meditation that I had with with the with the cacao, uh, I was able to see this land from from above, and I was already designing it from above. And it, when I it came to Ibiza, uh, it was just exactly the same place that I had in my in my previous med- meditation in Mexico. And so the island I'm not going
1: to c- let that go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to unpack it a little bit. So so the cacao was a bridge to some sort of morphogenetic field? Yes. Uh, I think, I mean,
0: the cacao uh, came after an, an ayahuasca ceremony. It was a few days after. And normally when I'm doing ceremony, I'm, which is happening once a year only, I'm going in, a, in, a, in service and I'm praying, so I'm not allowing myself to go into into many dimension uh, because I'm, my job that's what i'm feeling is just to keep and uh, sustaining the the process and so when i'm when i'm in ceremony i'm always, I'm always going for praying not for any other purpose uh, while when i i'm taking cacao and when i'm going to very deep meditation i'm allowing myself to go into different dimension and and cacao was 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 this medicine for me that is really opening my heart and allow me to go into this
1: remote, remote remote viewing. Yeah. And I mean, you drop it casually, but I mean, science doesn't believe that. You know uh, that, right? Of course. Um, Okay.
0: So you saw the house. I saw the house, I saw the land, and then from above, I started to design it, and it was quite fascinating. (laughs) It's quite fascinating, and so when when I arrived was not it was was kind of a new place physically, but not emotionally, and and the island was it has been so kind to me since since day one. Like all the character that they had to arrive at the right time, they arrived at the right time, and they allow me to be patient and to understand that it was a process, and and so the universe. As we want to call it, like this was pushing me to go into this direction very, very clearly, and and that's what's happening right now.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, like um, Jimmy Will and um, they talk about the, you know, the f- when you are in flow is when um, what you feel, what you think, and what you do are in alignment. And then the universe plays balls with you. Then you meet the right people, the right situation just happen and it's beautiful. I had that, not always. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, this amazing river, no. You're in you are into this river
0: and you're just flowing with it. And the only person that can really stop the river, it's you if you yeah, just yeah. want to stop in the middle and, yeah. and, and so you yeah. surrender. Yeah.
1: yeah. Surrender and it's it's this idea of being being engaged but not being attached which is difficult to understand because people say, what do you mean? If you're engaged and you give all yourself, you're also so attached about the outcome. But no, it's there is you find that, that space where you do your best, you feel you're in service and you just trust. And if you f- if you fail this, you just think that's part of the process. But you know, it's easier said than done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the land itself was a rented land yeah. for a certain amount of years, with no clue how we were able to activate this. It was very little financial. So, I mean, at the time, because of this whole COVID, COVID situation, situation, my whole other companies they went completely down, and so like. The idea is also the universe was preparing me to, to surrender to the fact that I had to do things differently. And not think in a way that uh, I would have acted before, you know, yeah. Yeah, with this business mentality. The scarcity mentality. Yeah. 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 So the scarcity mentality helped me to be very creative Yeah. and also think out of the box, Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was perfect. Like everything was, was making so much sense. But this idea of using this land as a playground and not being attached to it you know like knowing that at the beginning we're like planting so many seeds and trees and like putting so much effort and work and knowing that it's not yours brings you into the space of non-attachment because a lot of people they wouldn't understand the process they would say like oh it's not even your place why you're putting so much love it's because it's like the the soil and the land is for everyone there is the idea of a private property it's just doesn't resonate with me any longer, you know? Yeah. Especially
1: when it's about the land. Yeah. So, so, so let's continue with the chronology. So you find the right par- you called a few friends, you find the right partner to get the, to do the, to, you know, sign up the lease. Mm-hmm. So th- that's another thing. The
0: lease was already, it was already signed. So for me, it was the agreement that I had was uh, mostly to, to repay back uh, the entire, the entire year of the lease. And then... And then I think that the, the whole experience of Tierra Iris start with the name itself. Um, at the time when, right before arriving to the land, um, I was working with Alvaro, which is one of my best friends, and he wanted to be involved in this project very, very uh, deeply. And we were like thinking about, okay, what we're going to create in this land. And Mia was coming from all of this permaculture retreat and i was living uh, at the time with so many of these people that we can call them ep if you want <laughs> and i was graduated as a as an ep in my eco community design course and and then i was like I, I really want to bring this principle into this land and the principle basically they gravitate around this main focus which is how we should um recreate harmony into our land and how we can regenerate.
1: Uh, Do you have them on top of your head, this permaculture principle? Um, yeah, most of them. Let's 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 mention them for, <laughs> for our listeners. Um oh wow well, it's a over so, so there the nine. Okay maybe the one that resonated the most with you. I know that the the, the symbol of the permaculture is the vulture mm-hmm. that basically recycle life, right? Because the vulture eats the dead people and then gives baby to little vultures, so turns death into life.
0: Which is also the
1: the, the symbol of the third door of the Temascal. Mm, which
0: is, in any case, um, one of the main principle, especially when you go into, into a new okay. land, yeah. into a new land is to observe the land, mm. not uh, actively doing anything, not thinking with our mind, but just observing what nature is telling us to do. And so you need to spend certain amount of time in order to understand exactly which one are the dynamic, knowing that there are many living beings into this land, and one little action from humans can change the course of their ecosystem. And so spending time just in observing the land is maybe one of the most important uh, action, And then actively, start to designing, um, uh, the land in a way where, um, the energies can flow in, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, permaculture, it's, it's a way of designing land. It's not a way of, of living, Mm -hmm. right? It's a a way of, of designing. That's why they call, when you do your PDC, which is the permaculture design certificates, is a way of designing spaces. And, and, um... One of the most important aspects is um, as, as a humans, where we place ourselves into, into this land and where we have this energy uh, zonification, and how we can create this zone where the energy will be contained. And, and so, with all of these principles, there are many, many more. Um, I start to design the land of Tierra Iris. Um, but the main one was definitely um, okay. Let's how we should promote ourselves, and so the name is one of the most uh, important aspect of it. And and I was trying to find the name, and it was like um, this idea of like you know Casa or like Harmony uh, House, whatsoever, and nothing was really align with what I was um, thinking so at the time I remember um, two years before I had this incredible Temascal in, in Mexico in, in, uh, in Oaxaca and, and it was a very intense one and I think second or third door I started to see a lot of rainbows and and every time I'm I'm seeing something very powerful in one of these deep connections with the, with the cosmos or with the, with Mother Earth, I'm always asking myself why I'm seeing this. And at the time I was asking myself why I'm seeing rainbows. And the answer, information that I received was that the rainbows, they were portal of manifestation. Mm. And so every time we see a rainbow, we should see it taking our time and manifesting what we want for our life. And then the rainbows is opening this portal for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and and so I think one, I was already in Spain. And so one night I was looking at the sky and I and I saw this beautiful sunset with multicolors. And then uh, and I remember this, 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 um, uh, experience I had in the Temascal with the, with the rainbows and it's like ah let's 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 check it out you know in google if what <laughs> what i found out about the rainbows they were exactly they were exactly the information i received and and uh, all of a sudden I was not able to find any of this of this information in in google and the only thing that popped up very clearly was this this um, this prophecy, and it was a prophecy from the Native Americans, from the Hopi family. And the prophecy was saying exactly this, that our mother heard, in one moment in our history, we start to be sick and tired, and uh, our water will start to be dark and gray, and our soil will start to be infertile, and the animals, they will start to disappear. And, and when I was reading this, I was like, oh, wow, this is exactly the moment I'm living in right now. And, and the prophecy continues and says, well, just in this moment, um, there are gonna come new, a new group of individuals, a new group of souls from different color, different gender, different culture, different nations. And they will gather together and they will reestablish harmony in Mother Nature. And these people, they will be called the Rainbow Warrior. Wow. And so I was like, oh, wow, this makes so much sense. And so uh, Tierra Iris means the land of the rainbow and means uh, in that we are we are this land that want to gather this Rainbow Warrior to come together and to reestablish harmony in, in Mother Nature.
1: Beautiful. But Iris, in which language, means rainbow in
0: Greek? Yeah.
1: Beautiful
0: and tierra when it's land, soil, and so that was the the main idea around the name. And basically, with the time, we we gather many, many Rainbow
1: Warriors, and Amazing. It's, it's still happening.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And so, okay, so let's get into the specific. Uh, how many um, how big how many beds do you have? Um, how many people can you have at full capacity? Can I just one,
0: one sequence back. Which of course, is, of yeah, course, of course. The sequence back is that um, we start with this idea of permaculture design, regeneration of the land, and everything was beautiful. We did many workshops and courses around how we should treat our soil, and many workshops around music and art. And then <coughs> um, the project started from, from individuals with this idea of, like, with different ideas in how we should operate uh, this, this land. Um, But the the idea of the community was, was there on, on my side, but was never really um, part of the big scheme when I, when we started this project. Um, By the end of, of last summer, we started to understood that individual have different opinion different idea and and this is when <clears throat> um, uh, especially was one very interesting problem which was around cleaning of the house you know like For a very very simple one and then um and then we were like just discussing how many times the cleaner should come, and th- there was so much conflict around little problems, and I was not able to sort it out because everyone had his own opinion, you know. And so in September we uh, was just just woke up one morning, and it's like I don't think that none of us could have to choose like oh, who is right, who is wrong. We're like let's just gather a group of the people that are currently spending more time into this place and let's try to define the rules and the agreement of this place. And from this agreement, uh, we started to understood that in the group there was this perfect output coming out, which was making everyone happy. And and so the principle of the community were born from a disagreement of individual. And the land itself was asking us to gather as 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 a group, and to find solution as a group and And that's when in September of last year we started to activate this uh, experiment of a community, which now it has been more than nine, ten months. It has been working quite perfectly in harmony and disharmony, but quite perfectly. and And so from there, like everything it has been evolving. In, in, in a very expansive way. Um, and the, the project of these two individual finish on September last year, and now it has been open for many more to, to be part of it. And, and so I feel that, especially when you when we we are taking care of a land, the idea of, of doing it alone doesn't work. And, and so
1: that's what. But so these two individuals that finished their job that was the, the syncretic um, agriculture from Brazil, that, 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 that is entropy, that gives you some guidelines to how to create this regenerative uh, agriculture. And so you were saying that it started with the cleaning, for example, you felt the need to set down some sort of rules and regulation of the community. Mm Um but so is this when you are full capacity how many people live there?
0: Uh full capacity we have 12 people of the community plus another you know, 12 to 15 people uh, visitor. visitors during the summer time. I
1: see. So you have uh, the main house then there is some some RV some TP some tent. So there is this you know there's the 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 resident all year round and then the visitor. And um okay so what are the um, <laughs> The challenges. I mean, uh, what does you know? If you think about the moment where you were the most frustrated, the all no, I'm sure you were not almost ready to give up because I no, felt. almost every week. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, tell me a couple of examples when you were really frustrated.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, you, you you know you just spend most of your money into this project, uh, especially for the community, most of your time and energy. And then, and you're doing it for others because you are in service. And then you, f- you know that some other people, they have their personal life and they're putting their personal life before the need of the community. That's when you're getting uh, most of the frustration.
1: I see, but so there are some basic financial sponsors that's the first, I think, maybe
0: um, imba- uh,
1: imbalance. Because if there is there is an imbalance in this,
0: because yeah. um, going back to the to the print to the beginning of this land, there was there was never the idea of of having a, a community, mm. uh, and so if I would have to start it again, eventually I would take a land and then we, we would divide equally. the um, the rent, and the rent, and the, and the first part of the activation. But then, eventually, we also need to understand that most of the, these people that have a lot of energy and an open heart, sometimes they are not really integrated with the with the with the mindset that we have about working and times and so on. So sometimes they have very little resource. So and responsibility and responsibility as well. So. I don't know if it exists the perfect formula. I think the perfect formula would be we take a land all together and we share all the costs. Um, I think that it's very difficult to achieve this. So you always need to have someone that is truly believing into this process and activating it and then and then surely I mean and then equally share the the responsibility and the financial need in in, in the second step. And then people, they start to take their own risk and their own responsibility, and they really dedicate their life for the, for this vision. Yeah. Um,
1: but so, you know, I just wanted to be very, very granular, you know, almost almost boring for some people, but, you know, we've done on this podcast a lot of theory, yeah. and I, I really want to dig into the practicality. So, um, you know, you could be, you know, you, there's nothing stops you from get the, your equal partners now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why you do you think uh, it's been difficult to find like-minded people that want to commit to take chunk of the rent? And um, wh- wh- why, because you said, you know, maybe if if I could go back, I would take equal partners, but why is that, that not possible now? Uh,
0: well, if you invest, yourself 100 euro and you want really to do it, you can't ask after that that everyone is coming equally to share your 10 people to share the 10 euro, no? Mm. Because maybe they're going to asking you, why did you spend certain amount of money in this and certain amount of in It becomes money more that,
1: democratic process yeah. on, on on how many trees to plant, what tree to plant, and stuff like that.
0: Exactly. And sometimes, you know, in little things, for example, now we are, we're in a full community project, but sometimes um, you're carrying a vision that other ones they might not have at the moment they they're going to go into the process of having it and, and sometimes you want to take the risk of planting more trees because you think it's necessary um, is yeah. the right approach or not i don't know but yeah, yeah, yeah. um um it's also interesting to find especially now, now we're talking about ibiza in, in the practical way but like finding a land and having 10 individuals fully committed and fully financed to to take over a land in ibiza it's it's quite complicated because it's expensive it's expensive and, and eventually people that don't have access straight away to this to yeah. this to yeah. this amount of money
1: but you guys have a way now you you're trying to monetize your um you know the, the sound healing and the and the, some of the product that you are um growing. I see you have a beautiful Terraris shop. There's a lot of things there. So the idea is to becoming sustainable. The the, the ultimate idea is to become autosufficient. Yeah. yeah. And how far away are you from that? I mean, I don't want number. Just is it growing? It's growing. It's a process. Mm. It's a big process. Um,
0: this few weeks ago, we started uh, our first... Uh, vegetable garden for the community to start to be autosufficient and not buying uh, at the market uh, products at the market anymore and and financially as well you know like when we're hosting uh, retreats or we're hosting people we try to have all the people of the community that are involved in some of the activities so they can get back some of the incomes mm-hmm. that we're generating in the land and we are still far but not too far like I would say we're halfway. halfway.
1: Halfway.
0: Halfway. And it's it's one year that we've been there, so yeah, it's not too long. Here. And Absolutely. I think that, as nature is telling you, there is a process of accumulation and then a process of abundance. Mm. Uh, we've been into a big process of accumulation, and now we start to be abundant. And so we're able then to, to share you know, what, what we get into our land through all the rest of the community and abundance means this, you know, when you have a lot of products, you can choose what, what you want, which one is the best out of it. And, and that's what's happening right now. Like we basically just were able to share more and more of the resources that are happening there.
1: I see. So, so, so the model is that, you know, there is, there is a, a financial sponsor who has the vision, who bankrolled the. Activity And so it's a little bit the traditional capitalistic model of the, of the, of the business owner. Uh, uh, yes, I think it's
0: a mix. I think, I, 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 I think the capitalistic journey is not completely wrong. I think it should be readapt. I think uh, what is the intention behind is the most important part, which we're mostly missing into the capitalistic journey, and what is the level of speed of growth we want to we want to apply? Um, and in my case, that it's mostly referred to the fact um, that the intention is so strong that and the trust on the on the on the universe is so strong yeah. that i know that everything is going to come in the perfect time and, yeah and the perfect and the the, the, the also the financial needs they're coming in the, in the in the right time so to make it grounded yes you need someone that it, it needs to activate this process yeah. first um, now we are learning for the next project of the next land how we should Take responsibility and risk together as a community, and so we can eventually gather these ten people that eventually they don't have the financial needs. But instead of always thinking that they need to put money, maybe they can put work and they can put their talent, and then and then it could go equally uh, uh, into their support for for the next for the next project. And so there is not anymore one. One one leader that needs to take care of and responsibility of the, all the financial resources, but it's the whole community that is taking care of the of the of the whole needs of
1: the community. Yes, but so so there is twelve resident and twelve visitor. Let's say, um, how does the the selection process? I mean, um, you this is something that you decide personally, or you have a committee that votes. I mean, when 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 there's someone leaves, yeah, and there's a, an empty room, maybe you have several applicants. Yeah, we're
0: discussing about this today. <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet. For now, there was only a, a moment of trust from the from the universe of the people. So whoever to... comes at the mo- at the beginning, yes. Now the the this, the circle is closed because we need to work and we need to integrate and we need to. You know we need to move forward you need to be sustainable We need to be sustainable and the next process is how we are going to be able to um allow other people to come in and um, i don't really have the answer right now for that we are learning it as, it as we're evolving um, but definitely there is it's very interesting because i'm not very at- attached no, to to the idea of space because I open up the door of everyone to be part of it, uh, but the community itself sometimes is getting very attached and very protective about their space, mm-hmm. and so you always need to create this this moment of entropy, no, mm-hmm. where you put uh, new people, new participants in order to. To have the the movement growing, if not, it's becoming a bit sometimes static, static and stagnant. No? Yeah. So I feel that this idea of keep this community open to other, it's one of the essential rule of Tierras because we have this idea of creating a caravan of people that they can go and activating other places rather than having one land where we all sit together and we stay there. We do believe that the work that we have to do as 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 humans uh, it's uh, it's a little bit larger than just staying into one place especially right now in the in the moment we're living in we do feel that we need <laughs> to go um, around and reactivate and regenerate other places so outside bits outside bits outside, of Ibiza, outside in the world so we're definitely open for other people to come in maybe it's not part of the physical land at the moment but could become a part uh, someone wants to be part of this community could become part of it in the near future for other for other lands mm-hmm.
1: um, and so yeah and the practical organization for example of the like you know shopping and cooking do you guys take turns? Uh, How does it work? Oh, everybody has a little space in the fridge. So uh, most
0: important is the group meeting. So once per week is a group meeting where we discuss about the task, the to-do list and the emotional problems we had during our week. It's the most, most important, most important, uh, process of a community. And then And then uh, regarding the the space, yes, everyone has his own space where he can store his food inside of the fridge or outside of the fridge. Uh, We try to have um, community lunch and dinner at least once a week, the rest is very open. And we try... Just to be together without specific agenda. Exactly. We have agenda about what's happening in the the farm around, you know, uh, training together, having. A once a week meditation together, and
1: but that's 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 required. Or
0: well, the f- now we have this farming day, which is required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have three, four hours farming every Thursday evening, which is required for everyone if they this want to eat their own food.
1: Yeah. So that's not. It's not learning. It's really farming. It's really farming. Yeah. yeah.
0: This is going to be once a week and then the rest is required. It's, yeah. But it's quite open. We don't have like very rigid rules. Also to have other peoples that, you know, they, we feel that we can create this bridge with, with other beings that they're not fully committed and they want to commit, but they have a slower process to commit, so we keep it quite open.
1: But so what happens if someone never comes to the group meeting, doesn't do the farming, doesn't really feel part of the community. There's going to be a moment where you have to give them a notice or it's not that strict. <laughs> no, like like my son. No, no, no,
0: of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going through this process as right well. Now, like, yeah. Yeah, right now as well. Like It's all about sharing in the group mm-hmm. and finding the best outcome without having a personal attachment to this person. And just making sure that the vision that we have as a group is respected, I- is by, is respected everybody. by everybody. If someone doesn't respect it, it's, it's, I think that naturally they're leaving their space, you know, it's not, you don't want to stay in time or, 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 uh, or your, or your life with the people that eventually you don't, you're not aligned. So we had people into this process that they tried to be part of it and naturally they left the place, you know, right. because they were not completely aligned with with our vision or our way of thinking and, and doing things, which is,
1: which is totally fine. So you don't have different departments, like someone in charge of yes yeah. ceremony, someone in charge of booking rentals, yeah, yeah. someone, okay. So
0: everyone in, in this group of 12 people has his own responsibility. We have the and this
1: democratically. Uh, what happened if two people want the same responsibility? Again, it was a very natural process, organic. Uh, very organic.
0: Everyone filled in with with what they want to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: 12, 12 is a small group,
0: after yeah, all. Yeah, it's a very small group. So we have the house manager, and they have the person in charge of the event, the person in charge of the farm, the person in charge of the animals, of the food. But
1: you are the pillar. So if someone in charge of the animal is sick and tired of the animal, it comes to you. Uh, or brings it out in the group meeting? Brings out in the group meeting. And then
0: someone maybe wants to replace him. So then we have tasks every yeah. week that we keep changing, so yeah. everyone knows how to do certain tasks. Yeah.
1: And so tell me about the emotional. What is the, th- what is the dynamics that comes... You said, you know, we, once a week we share the emotional, the emotional problem. If, I don't want any private information, of course, but um, what is the recurrent thing that you see? And even more important, is, are you guys implementing a practice to face this, you know, this conditioning and this blind spot that might not be in line with the communal living and being, you know, connected to the to this purpose of harmony with each other and nature? What is what do you see in the human psyche as the most recurrent obstacle to harmonic living, <laughs> harmonious living?
0: Uh, well, everything that
1: we've been learning
0: in our life now, yeah. which is, uh, which is a great
1: obstacle because we have, what do you mean? Our, 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 our culture, our, our, culture, our conditioning, our, system,
0: our society that imposed a certain, certain, our cultural conditioning, yeah, which is mostly based on the fact that we are competing within each other mm. and not collaborating and not co-commit or co- Co-create, right? We always have this idea that something it's mine and it's not yours. And I've been doing this, and so we want to be validated about what we've been doing. And yeah. I think the emotional part is mostly coming from the fact that constantly, when you're living in a community and in the same space, you constantly have a mirror with yourself, and so you're always like projecting your. Your personal Fear. fears are with, within, within another person, with, and and these kind of emotions are coming out almost daily. And the only way to to clear the space and to make sure that is healed is about um, first of all. Um, being completely honest of what's happening, having an open heart, and like saying this is what I perceive, this is what I feel, and and the person that is receiving it doesn't have to take it personally, right? It's like, and then once once this emotion it has been shared, um, I think the group is very capable of of um, understanding the process of the person and and making sure that we can put some sort of, of, um, of uh, rules of our agreement that are helping this person to, to having uh, a faster and easier process. To feel validated. To feel validated and to make sure that the harmony could be recreated in the group. Because yeah. in, in the end, what we keep seeking into this group is like, Having this harmony within each other, right? And so, if there is something which is out of place, we're always trying to put it back. And 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 so, having this conscious listening and making sure that we are able to to help um, this person processing this this emotion, it's it's fundamental. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fundamental.
1: Yeah. Very interesting. Um, Have you heard about Bruce Perry? It's this English adventurer who popularized anthropology, and he visited so many tribes, and he fell in love with the Penan. It's a tribe in Borneo. They're like egalitarian tribe. You know, you give a cigarette to a Penan, they take it in 20 little um, piece of tobacco and give it to all the tribe. They, you know, they, 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 hunt a monkey and they divide the monkey. Every organ, the liver goes divided in twenty five people the community, like super egalitarian. And uh, and then they were asked to settle, to get title of their land, and so. You know, they, he made a documentary called "Tawai: the Voice of the Forest, which I think you should be screening at Terra Riva, and Bruce is in the island now. We'll see when he leaves. Maybe you can invite him. And um, he says that for the Penan, the beginning of the end was starting agriculture and starting to accumulate <laughs> because until then they were like, you know, nomadic nomadic hunter-gatherers. So there was like this four or five family of maybe 30, 40 people. They were moving around in the forest. They were like super in tune with the forest, radically egalitarian, and everything was perfect. And the moment they settle and they start to accumulate, then they start having problems, they start connected, even losing connection with nature. They wouldn't feel so much when the animal was, they would be l- becoming less good hunter. And uh, and in particular, Bruce thinks that, you know, once before agriculture, we were completely in the right brain, completely intuitive and connected with nature. And when we started with agriculture, we started developing the left brain, which is more like calculating and rational. And, and, you know, Einstein says that we created a society that glorified the rational, mm-hmm. but lost contact with the intuitive mind. Mm-hmm. So, so this is interesting. And, and, and in Tamera, they were saying that, you know, the most important thing is that they're, are more than you guys, you know, that I think are 150 resident, and then there's another 200 visitor. And they, they think that you know, the most important thing is that, you know, the, the resident, the community feels safe and they develop trust. And then they have three times, three meetings a week also because they are much more and not everybody goes at the same time. And they mirror each other on the group level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, yeah, they've been successful. There's, they have a waiting list now for people to join. And, um, you know, Oroville, they also have a big waiting list, but both for lack of physical space. Um, yeah this is super interesting we've been together almost an hour so maybe it's a good time to to start rapping you know is there anything that um, what are you know I, the reason why I'm so interested in your community first of all I've been there I felt the vibe there's lots of love in the house there's beautiful creativity beautiful musician beautiful sound healing and um, and then you know in Ibiza like many places, it is just more affordable to live in community. And sometimes it's just possible to live in community because the land and the housing is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, what advice do you have for people that, you know, also also not to jump from topic, but I think about this English writer called John Harry who wrote a book on depression. He spent eight years researching those clinical trials around depressed people and really what he found out is that what really caused depression is the lack of community, Mm -hmm. is lack of connection. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, we've created this very individualized society that really compete with with each other, which is very alienating. So how, what advice do you have for people that want to explore living in community? Mm Any any books, any expert, any program? Uh, the only expert is nature. <laughs> the only expert, is, yeah. So you say starting with permaculture. No, like to to resume of what yes. what you've
0: been saying, it's it's beautiful to observe that um, our society is a is a reflection of how we perceive and we work with nature right mm-hmm. so um when you talk about agriculture uh, our individualism it has been projected in nature and we have been trying to to take from nature and we start to create monoculture which is mm-hmm. completely a reflection of who we are right now in our society we live in single box in our apartment completely separate to each other. And the same things it's happening to, to plants and trees. We're separating the plants and trees. Interesting. And, and it's, it's beautiful to observe how the soil is getting completely deployed from all the resources because we're applying this principle.
1: Yeah, it's a great metaphor, yeah.
0: And our soul, which is basically the essence of the soil. It's exactly the same humans that are living into their individual box. They are completely soulless, you know. Amazing. And and so, how we should bring back this this soul and soil into the into alignment. Uh, into the alignment into the into the harmony is by observing how a wild nature is working. Right? Like, wild nature, it's the real nature, it's forest. And you can observe in the forest that there are different uh, plants, different trees. Everyone is serving a purpose, a very beautiful purpose. And into the forest, uh, plants, they are living out of unconditional love. Certain plants, they are dying to make other plants. Rebirthing, or like just making sure that the ecosystem could continue growing, and and we lost this as as humans, you know, uh, we we are going to this competition uh, process, um, and we are not acting from a place of love. And if we st- go back into this process of l- learning how plants are living in community and learning that everyone has his own process, has his own task, and making sure that this one is serving a much more larger ecosystem, and a much more larger vision of the universe, um, then we will find our mission. And, and it would be much easier for us to live as a human when we find, when we find out what is our real mission in in our ecosystem, in, in this case, in our, in, in, in a community. And so I, I do see only a perspective where humans, they can live as a community and, and where they can really elevate each other into higher frequency. Um, because alone we are not able to find our mission, and so my only suggestion would be spending more time in nature, observing nice. how animals and plants they are talking to each other and and applying exactly the same rules as humans and would make everything much easier
1: amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It was amazing and um I love to invite you here like every I don't know every 6 months so you can update our listener on the on the on the on the progress of the community um we are going to experiment which is an experiment of course of a beautiful experiment um yeah we,
0: we didn't put too many uh, information about uh, what's going on but Instagram is, is quite it's, good yeah. and we're we're going to put some more in information in tiaraveris.com what is our mission and vision and and how we should, what is the Rainbow Caravan, which is this community that wants to expand and moving around and reactivating and regenerating places. Like
1: the ambassadors of Tiaraveris. Amazing, but but do you have product on your shop that people can buy? Well, now like everyone in the
0: in the, uh, the farm is like starting to create their own products, mm-hmm. and, um, but uh, at the moment we are don't have we're not still in this process of abundance where we can sell our products. Sure. For now, it's mostly for our farm to table experience or for uh, for for people of the house to use it. Uh, for their own for their own cooking, but yeah, we don't have products.
1: Amazing! <laughs> <Yeah>. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you so much, and speak to you soon.
0: Grazie. <laughs> Coca, su naray, su naray en ti Coca, su naray, su naray